0: Hey brokers, it's Mark Summers, President of AIM. I'm excited to announce that I will be the new host of AIM's podcast, Broker to Broker. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators, just like me. Download today, available on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Are you on social media? Follow us, stay up to date on everything happening at AIM by following us at AIM National on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. You'll see industry news, behind-the-scenes footage, photos of members, and so much more all in your feed. See you on social. Welcome back, everyone, to another, uh, it's going to be a great broker-to-broker podcast episode. My name is Mark Summers. I'm the president of AIM. Um, I have actually interviewed this individual before. It was a a great time, easygoing, and I assume this one's going to be the same way. So today I'm going to be interviewing the president of NXT Mortgage, Tyler Hodgson. Tyler, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me back. I figured after the last time, uh you would never talk to me again.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. No, I know you've always supported AIM and I, I appreciate that. So your insight's gonna be uh greatly appreciated here. So let's just let's just go into it because I know the topic we're gonna be uh talking about today is basically like growth and whatnot. So, and I know you're pretty much a matcher at that. So here we go. How did you get into the industry?
1: Um, yeah. So kind of by chance, I think like everyone, nobody planned to be in the mortgage industry, but, uh, my quick background, you know, I was in the Marines. I got other Marines, went to college doing accounting. I was studying for my master's degree in accounting and I wanted to buy my first house. So I was trying to use my VA loan. I was tired of renting. I had roommates. So I actually connected with the local, uh, mortgage broker. They were a mini correspondent and met her through a Marines group, uh, veteran group. And she, uh, I was like, well, you can't qualify right now because your income, you know, GI bill doesn't count, but how about I give you a job instead? So I started working for that uh, company. There's about 10 people at that company and uh, I was doing some accounting and admin stuff. And then uh, she, she kept telling me, you know, get your license, get your license, you'd be good at it. I'm like, I'm not a good uh, salesperson. I'm a, I'm a computer numbers guy accounting. So never thought that I would be in sales, but here I am in sales. Uh, few years later crushing it. So um,
0: yeah, I love it. Yeah, no, I always look at your Facebook posts and you're doing some pretty amazing things over there. So I'm really excited, you know, to hop into to to our topics today. So one of the big things I know you've been focusing on is, you know, hiring, recruiting, retaining all that good stuff. And I really want to dive into this because I I truly think that you're a pro at this. So all right. How did you how did you sit there and go, okay, I'm going to build my team? How did you how did you get from that point to, to where you
1: are now? Yeah, so when I started my brokerage, I had always had the vision of it being more than just myself, just one person. Um, one, I just don't want to do loans for the rest of my life. But two, I enjoy, you know, some of that stuff from the Marines of like building a team, mentoring and training people, um, and just having that camaraderie. And uh, when I was working at that other company that I mentioned, where I started in the mortgage industry, some things are just very, very old school, not a great team environment. Um, a lot of inefficiencies and double working. So I was like, you know, I'm going to start my own brokerage. I'm going to do this better. I'm going to, you know, bring on more loan officers, pay them better, charge the consumer less, and, you know, ha- have a great time and a great team. So always from the beginning, I wanted to bring others on. Uh, that first year, it was just me um, and my co-founder, Jason Vongse. Um, but then I was, I was, the first person I tried to recruit was a loan officer named Carrie, who was at that interview that you and I did uh, national mortgage brokers day, I think two years ago. Yeah. Um, she was our first hire that we brought on board. And, and for the longest time I was like, Oh, you should come over. You should come to NXT. It'll be way better. And she's like, yeah, no, I believe in you. I trust you. But she just would never make the jump. Um, so it was about a year until she finally made the jump and left that other company and came over with me so that was really you know our first hire our first big step that like someone else is buying into us because when you bring on your first employees your first team members like you're now responsible for someone else's well-being in a way right so they're buying into you and trusting that you're going to do right and uh be able to you know put food on the table pay payroll for them right so um so that was exciting and you know from there just always kind of kept making the next steps towards, um, bringing on other loan officers. Um, one thing that kind of stuck out to me, I think, I think Matt Ishbia said it, but someone said it, um, you know, operations before sales. So, so hiring your team, bringing people on, um, keeping that in mind that you still need to support the back end as well.
0: No, that's, that's great. Yeah. Um, so what does your team look like now? What, a uh, how, how, how many people do you have? What's, what's a, What's it look like?
1: Yeah, so we have uh, 25 people on our team. There's 22 licensed loan officers and six support staff, admin ops. So 22 and six doesn't add up to 25. I know you're you're math checking me right now. Uh, So, So, someone like myself.
0: I'm
1: an admin ops person, but I'm also licensed, and a couple of our other uh, admin people are licensed as well. So, I count them as the licensed loan officers.
0: No, absolutely. Okay. So how does how how do you go about recruiting? And then once you get into that recruiting phase and you get someone, what does your hiring process look like?
1: Um, man, recruiting loan officers is like such a pain. You know, it's everyone out there is, oh, we got the best comp plan, you know, <laughs> lowest spread, all this perks, benefits. So it's kind of a game that I don't even want to play and I don't play. Uh, So you probably don't see posts like NXT Mortgage promoting stuff like that. Um, So a lot of our recruiting just came uh, word of mouth from people that I knew, people that Jason knew, and people that Carrie knew early on. And just having a conversation with someone who saw what we were doing is like, oh, I'm kind of interested in getting my mortgage license. Can I try that? So most of the people I've hired have been brand new to the mortgage industry, and we've trained them up. And this is kind of a tactic that I took from my military experience as well, is you'd see like different sections, so like squads of Marines, and you'd have the squad that's all the three-year veterans. You know, they've been doing it forever, and they think they're hot shit. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on here. You're, but. you're fine.
0: No, this is, this is an open forum.
1: <laughs> but that's what they think. Um, and then you got like another crew over here, and they're all brand-new rookies, boots, and you're just training them up. Well – once you get those guys trained up, they're, they're loyal, they're smart, they follow the right processes, and they're not stuck in their old ways. So I've always kind of targeted bringing on people newer to the industry. Obviously, we bring on some people who come from other companies as well, um, but I don't specifically focus on recruiting industry veterans. I'd rather bring on someone new, train them our way, train them the right way, and uh, find people that are proper culture fit versus just I have 10 years of experience and I'm good. To me, it's more about the personality because anyone can learn to do loans. Anyone can learn how to process. It's not complicated stuff. I mean, it doesn't even require a degree. It's like the 24-hour <laughs> MLS course. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with that. I mean, I think our, our industry is hard, but it's just like, you know, to, to be able to do it, you just got to kind of dive into it. You're not going to learn it yeah. from a book.
1: Right. I mean, even our training and onboarding, a lot of it is just hands-on, you know, there's only so many PowerPoints There's so much training you can do. And then it's like, all right, here's a loan, <laughs> you know, here's a prequel. Let's start working through it. Click here, click there, that kind of stuff. Explain as you go. Cause I mean, guidelines are always changing and mm-hmm. every file is different. Like I'm still learning stuff every single day, second guessing myself. I'm like, do I even know <laughs> this stuff? <laughs> so
0: yeah, no. Okay. So now you got this team, you know, and, and, and do you want to grow? I mean, are you kind of happy with where you're at? Or are you still looking to get bigger?
1: Um, you know, I, th- I think we'll continue to grow as long as we can keep the tight net feel that we have. That's important to me and, and important to everyone on the team. So um, I, I think it's going to be hard to go from, you know, 25 to 50 people and, and keep that smaller company feel. Uh, but we're going to give it a go. So, you know, we're going to continue adding more people as long as it's, you know, realistic and uh, doesn't make things too much different
0: or change okay so obviously when you talk start talking about success i know you have a a successful company over there um you got to have you have to have a great culture and i know you've already brought that up so do me a favor and go ahead and dive deep into this what what is nxt's mortgage culture like over there
1: um you know we really have that family feel that family vibe everybody gets along very well but everyone's such different backgrounds you know we've got people who are just complete different ends of the spectrum um but for whatever reason when we get together as a group everyone's very real margot i think you said earlier before our call about uh, authentic you know <laughs> so everybody's authentic and real we kind of have a good like sarcasm and joking nature in all of us which i think just kind of helps lighten the mood so people aren't uptight and stressed out and you know if I say something like about someone's t-shirt they're wearing or something they're not going to get offended so our culture is just very lighthearted, kind of like uh, you would be with your with your best friends or close friends from high school or college or with family members and uh, we want to keep it that way so when we're trying to hire and bring someone on we we make it a point to make sure that they're going to be a good team fit Um, one, one thing that I do that I think that every broker should implement as far as like just hiring, finding the right person or knowing if someone is the right person is doing a working interview. So, you know, you do an interview, explain that to me right now, now you and I, we're doing an interview, (laughs) you know, I'm nervous, you're nervous, you're probably not nervous because you're interviewing me. And so I'm like on edge and, and not really being myself hypothetically, in, a, in an interview situation. Uh, it's, it's all scripted. I'm going to say what they want to hear, that kind of stuff. So right. before I hire anyone, typically, now there are some loan officers that we brought on before, but especially the admin and ops staff, before I hire anyone, we'll do a working interview. Um, so I, I pick a day and I'm like, you're going to come work at the office for a day and I'll pay them for the eight hours, minimum wage or whatever it is. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll pay them for the day and come in and and just kind of go through some of the things that they're going to be doing on that job, sit them in front of the computer with me sitting right behind them and have them click here, click there, go do that. Um, And you just kind of get a better feel for how they um, interact with the team. It's a little more relaxed after a few hours uh, so you can just get a better idea for the person they are and learn some of those more soft skills and, and computer skills, which to me are pretty important in our industry. Um, so that's a working interview. I definitely recommend doing that. If you feel like you're going to hire someone and bring someone on because a resume and an hour long phone call or zoom, or even a face-to-face interview or a lunch just isn't enough or isn't as much as doing a working interview. Now I'm sure you could do a working interview and still have a bad hire. Um, but to me, that's been a good way to kind of test someone out before, you know, we Get married and and hire them, right?
0: No, that's interesting. I, I I've never done that. I like it. It's better than trying to. Man, I might adopt that. In all honesty, because it's 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 arguably better than bringing someone on, trying them out for 30, 60 days, and then you know having to let them go because then you just wasted everything. I think I think most of us, especially because we've all been in that person's shoes, can pretty much figure out in a day or two. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, better it, better at least the
1: first day. Yeah, at least the first day to, or a day or two, you know, just instead of that, like you said, instead of that 30 day or 60 day trial period where you do all this training, all this onboarding, and then you've got to start from scratch. If you have two or three candidates that you really think could be a good fit, instead of just making the decision based on the interview, bring each of them in for a day and, and see how it goes. Um, you know, we do disc profiles, uh, you know, some of those personality tests before we hire someone to to get a. Uh, better idea. So that's something that's easy to implement. Uh, any candidates who are applying, have them do a disc profile or an Enneagram test or any of those personality types to make sure they're a good fit with the role and understand them a little better. So,
0: you know, and another thing that you brought up to me, which kind of shocked me, but I, but I get it. I want you to touch base on it is that, you know, obviously you, you said you were in the military, Um mm-hmm. but you have like a sarcastic, easygoing <laughs> office. Where, yeah. where did this difference
1: come in? So I was, I was really successful in the military and the Marines and I've always been the kind of person who can like follow direction, but I kind of only follow direction because I'm trying to get promoted or get to the next step. So I don't have to follow direction anymore because I want to be the leader. So I can be a good subordinate so that you'll make me a leader soon. Um, But with, with, with my company, like I've always wanted to be a leader, I always wanted to make the rules and, and do my own thing. So I think that's why the military didn't work out for me long-term because it was just too much bureaucracy, too much, you know, strict in line, I do it because I told you so kind of mentality. And so at NXT, we're, we're pretty anti-corporate, I like to say, um, but like, no doubt about it, you ask anyone know, on our team, we're all about getting the job done, working hard, putting in the extra hours, uh, you know, doing what's right for the customer, doing what's right for each other and giving that effort and challenging each other. But we kind of do it in a laid back way. We don't have to be all stiff and corporate and, and rigid. Um, So yeah, I think that's, that's one thing that's unique and that kind of defines our culture Um, this, this go getter mentality, but like laid back go getter. I don't know if that's a thing.
0: No, it's like, it's like you're, you're an extreme businessman, but in t-shirt and jeans.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I like it. I like it. i will be on my
1: gravestone. (laughs) Extreme businessman in t-shirt and jeans.
0: Done. See, I'm helping out. I don't want to help out with that though. But uh, no, I I tell people when I hire them, I, I said, listen, there's a time to be serious. You know, I said, there's a difference between having fun and goofing off is what I always say you know, and that's just how I feel. I mean, I feel with what we do. And sometimes we get put in the most stressful situations that you got to have that little bit of a release that this isn't my life. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Give me some examples here of how you build this culture, because I I just, I, I, I truly think like within reason it's, I don't want to say it's easy to build a team. I mean, it's it's easy to find people who want to work. You know what I mean? And that's, that's one thing, but I also think it's, it's extremely different um, and better if you have a good culture with it. So give me some ideas and give me, give me some examples of what you do to build your
1: culture. Um, yeah. So I put down some notes on this cause I wanted to talk about some specific things that we do so that other brokers can take this back kind of like the working interview and be like, I'm going to implement this one thing. You know, I think that's, what's important about these broker to broker podcasts instead of just talking about hypotheticals, like here's one or two things you can do. Um, so we do just because gift cards and it's the little small things like that. You had a tough file or you did awesome and you had three submissions or you know whatever the case may be, just because we write a thank you card, put a gift card in there and send it to them in the mail to their house. Instead of giving it to at the office, like I'll see him at the office. And I'll be like walking with the card in my hand to go mail it to them <laughs> because it's cool to get a letter in the mail. Like everything we get in the mail is junk and bills. So it's cool to get something in the mail and be like, oh, wow, it's from NXT, a gift card. This is so awesome. So, so thoughtful. And it's kind of like after the fact, you know, a week later or something. So it uh, just kind of gives that little recognition that just because, I mean, I got, they won't see it on audio, but on the video, I have a box of thank you cards that sit on my desk at all times, um, it only takes a couple seconds to just put together a thank you card. So little things just like that, that's awards. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, so like awards and recognition, just recognizing that these people are here working hard, you know, for me, <laughs> for, for our team, for our company. And it's, it's like you said, it's, there's stressful situations, there's high tense situations, it's not always easy. And when you recognize that someone's doing something um, difficult they feel a lot better about it and so um, that's been really important Uh, before we got on the call Julian was asking me about he saw like an award and you know some of these awards back here and stuff but we do company awards every year things things remembered go go buy some hardware and we have different categories and and different awards that we give out Um, and that's kind of an annual thing and we have a big company retreat a company summit where we'll present awards, we have guest speakers, we play games and, and have a good time together, do a little bit of training, but it's really about um, just fellowshipping and being together. But the awards thing is a good thing to implement. Um, everyone, everyone likes to have some hardware on their on their trophy for whatever reason. Um, so things remember is where we buy our trophies from. And I just mentioned the company retreat, we call it our NXT Summit. And we've done this since, for three years now. And we do a whole weekend, so Friday afternoon till Sunday morning with all team members and their spouse or significant other. They can bring a plus one. And we'll go to a faraway place, rent a cabin on the lake. Uh, This last year we were a little bigger, so we rented kind of this whole venue that was like individual um, cabin rooms and like one big main house. And uh, that's a whole weekend of just, cooking food, eating together, playing games. Uh, Like I mentioned before, we'll have a guest speaker. We'll do a little bit of company training. It'll be our annual awards. And we'll talk about kind of our, it's like AIM-Fuse, right? (laughs) On a small scale. (laughs) Uh, So we're trying to do AIM-Fuse on a small scale for our team. Uh, But that's just a really good weekend. You get to know each other better. You get to know each other's spouses better. And I feel like those little things, that little extra effort to know someone just makes the team that much tighter and really uh, built that culture.
0: No, that's, 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 that's awesome. I mean, you're just showing that you care, you know what I mean? And you're investing back into your people. I mean, that's, that's kind of, to me what it's always been about. Anyway, I can help my, help the people that help me. I'm going to every single time and with, without reservation either.
1: Yeah. And we do little uh, team building events throughout the year. So uh, whether it's Top Golf or uh, Movie Day, run out of run out of movie theater or something like that, um, we do different team events and um, those types of things. Obviously, help throughout the year. Uh, you can get those sponsored by a title company or an insurance agent or something, so it doesn't even have to be an expense to your company. Like we've gone to Top Golf twice and for free from a title company. So um, as as a savvy business owner, I like that, <laughs> and my team members like it. Um, but uh, so everything you do doesn't have to be super expensive is the point I'm trying to drive. Not that I'm that I'm cheap. Maybe I am.
0: <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I didn't take that at all. No, I mean, hey, listen, we, we, these realtors. At me. And, no, no, not um, at all. These realtors and title companies always asking us for sponsorships and this and rent. I mean, heck, they they can do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and we'll uh, you know, we have a lot of expenses towards our team, you know, like I mentioned, the summit, the awards, the 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 gift cards. Uh, we'll cater in lunch two or three times a week for anyone who's working at the office. A lot of our loan officers work from home. Uh, so the staff will work from home or from the office. So we kind of have a mixed vibe. I don't hold everyone accountable to be in the office nine to five, Monday through Friday. Um, the, the support staff is obviously a little more regular to be in the office, but we'll do working lunches and just... Hey, I'll order lunch in and then everyone will work through lunch, you know, again, to the company, it's a benefit, like they're working through lunch and to them, they're happy because they just got free lunch. Um, So that's a little thing you can do. Uh, So yeah, those are just kind of some of the small things. I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to, um, you know, putting your team first. Uh, I think your role as the business owner is not just, You know, myself, I mean, I close loans, I produce, so it's not just closing loans. A big focus of mine is making sure the team's happy. And honestly, all that other stuff I just talked about, is kind of like 50% of it. The other 50% of it, to me, I think just comes down to responsiveness, showing your team that you care. Uh, One of the biggest complaints, I think, with managers and leaders across the country in all industries is them not addressing things quickly. It's really bad in our industry, you know, people not responding in a timely fashion. If you ask any retail loan officer or at a big company, trying to get responses through the, um, uh, the the management chain, whatever that's called, leadership chain, takes forever. So luckily, as brokers, we're nimble, we're small. So if somebody needs something or wants something, they just come straight to me and I can address it. So it puts me in a bad position because sometimes I've got to set my own stuff aside even when I'm busy or in the middle of something to address something for someone else, but that's the responsibility I've chosen. And, you know, just communicating and responding quickly is very important. Um, we have our company's chat. So we use Microsoft Teams, definitely implement Microsoft Teams or Slack. If you haven't, uh, we've got group chats on there where the whole team can joke and have fun. We've got a scenario desk. So if, LOs have questions, they throw it up there, and then other LOs can chime in. So if I'm not available, someone else can answer a question. Because uh, as we grew, we started getting more loan officers. I realized, all right, there's a lot of questions these loan officers have, and I can't handle them all because right. I'm busy too. So we, we also hired, uh, one of our hires on our admin team is a training and development manager and kind of our scenario desk person. So if she tries to answer those questions and handle those items um but the team chat honestly is just good for culture because people are responding quickly and if you're in the middle of working through a file you want a quick response you don't want to wait two hours or six hours or to the next day um and then again it's kind of that culture thing where everybody's having a good time and joking and posting memes
0: <laughs> everyone's chipping in absolutely that's what heck yeah that's what it's all about there um okay that's all great stuff, right there. Now that you've experienced some, I'll say, some significant growth here in the in the last couple of years, um, talk about, about some roadblocks that you came up against, or some things that you learned from, and you said, "Well, never doing that again."
1: Um, I kind of touched on it uh, just now, talking about you know bringing on additional loan officers and everyone coming to me for questions or me being the go-to person. And I'm kind of a sucker for that, too, because of my responsiveness and my willingness to help. If someone knows, oh, if I just ask Tyler, he's just going to help me tell me the answer real quick, then they're just going to come straight to you. So you sort of have to build that barrier to kind of teach them to find things on their own, but also know when to come to you. And that just takes some time. But once we got, um, you know, around seven to ten loan officers, that's when I was like, all right, I need to hire someone else who's specifically kind of just the loan officer support person and, and plus bringing on new loan officers. So all the questions, all the scenarios that new loan officers have, that's when we hired uh, Shelly as our training and development manager. So she could help walk them through their first few files, show them stuff um, and answer those simple questions that every new loan officer has. So I'd say that was definitely a big roadblock. Is adding that number of people and not having the support to do it. So like I mentioned earlier operations before sales. Um, so making sure that you're hiring early and I put this note down to make sure I talked about that was just, um, you know, hire early, uh, before you need it, just make sure you know your numbers. Like I know I've closing this many loans. This is my revenue. Here's the expenses. So don't just go hire 20 people because then, you won't have any money, um, but uh, you know, hire before you need it. Have the foresight of what's coming up in six months or twelve months, so that way when that refi boom hits out of nowhere, you're ready for it. Um, and and hiring early. And hiring is always uncomfortable and scary. And Mark, you've probably experienced this too. Like every time I hire a new, especially an admin staff, like loan officers are a little easier because I'm like they're revenue generating hopefully they'll start closing some loans. But admin staff in particular, that's just a salary out the door, that's just overhead. So um, that's always kind of uncomfortable and scary when I'm hiring the next person, but every single time I've done it, it's it's paid off, it's been worth it. So if I were me, I would have actually focused on hiring some of those positions a little earlier, a little sooner. And um, you know maybe we would be at 50 people now, but we're at 25.
0: No, that's good. 25 people in in, in this industry. That's a lot. I don't care what anyone says. That's a lot. And how you see some of these bigger ones, I don't, kind of, kind of blows my mind in a good way. But uh, no, and I like how you hit on like the communication side of things because when you bring on people, they want to know that they're important. They want to know that they have support and, you know, you're going to give them support. But then when the whole team can support each other, that's where, that's where I think you strike gold.
1: Yeah, I mean, those little things of other people helping each other out when they don't have to. Honestly, that's like the coolest thing to me. If I see someone like post a question and then on a Saturday and someone else like, oh, hey, I had the same scenario last week or last month. Here's what you do. You want to hop on a Zoom call? I'll show you. And, you know, that person is not getting paid anything to do that for the other person. There's no incentive there except that they maybe received that before from me. So if I do it for them, I hope that they'll do it for someone else. And that just that just kind of all goes around.
0: It's a circle, man. You help people; people help you. It's the way it goes. Yeah. Okay. So, you have anything else you want to add in in regards to the topics we talked about in recruiting, retaining, culture, growth? I know I know you got some notes there.
1: Yeah, you know I got a couple pages. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I know uh, Tina had posted on the Facebook post that I put, just asked about, you know, how do you find these awesome people? She mentioned law, Hillary and Jen, a couple of our loan officers. She's like, how do you find these awesome people? And I know we kind of touched on a little bit earlier. Honestly, a lot of mine was just word of mouth, a, a friend of a friend or someone who saw one of our other loan officers and was like, Hey, I'm interested in doing that. Can I do that? So a lot of it was just kind of first connections and second connections and that presence on social media people seeing i was doing mortgages and they're like wow i want to do that um we did do some like some facebook recruiting and ads and advertising um you know i searched a few like loan officer lists and then try to connect with some people but none of that was really that fruitful um and some of our admin positions like we post to linkedin or uh there's another good recruiting site but i never used it but everyone swears by it i think
0: it's with Higher. um i've never so. i've never been part of that you know the, the recruiting side of things i'm i'm with you all mine's been word of mouth or i know someone yeah. who knows someone um you know and in my area you know there's there's a lot of lenders around here so a lot of people work for a lot of lenders where where my area is and you know it's kind of easy just to, to nab some people because you know, the the growth side of being a broker or working for a broker outweighs anything else. I truly believe that.
1: Yeah, and it's it's the word of mouth. I mean, if, if I have a friend and they have a friend and I like that friend, then I'm probably going to like the other friend as well. You know, hopefully yeah. that's good people. Like, if you keep good people in your circle, they probably know other good people. So, and asking if your team members are good, asking them who they know who would be good. Those are those are good ways I feel like to grow and just find people. Um, and we've just, I feel like it's sort of just kind of been natural growth with us. I mean, I know it's been fast, but it just kind of feels like people sort of come to us, people kind of show up. So.
0: That's great. That's awesome, man. I'm I'm so happy for you and your, and your success that you, that you've had over there. Um, all right. So to kind of close this out within reason here, is I've always asked, I always ask this towards the end, which is what piece of advice would you like to give to like our community or an up and coming mortgage broker like yourself or a veteran, if the floor is yours.
1: What what
0: advice you want to give?
1: Um, I think like one of my quotes I say a lot is the best way to lead is to listen. So we're all leaders, whether you have a team of 25, or a thousand, or one. You're still a team if you're yourself. Uh, So we're all leaders. You're either leading your real estate agent partners, you're leading the title companies, your clients, um, you're leading your family, your friends. So, you know, own that position of leadership and and just accept the fact that I'm going to be a leader and I need to be a leader. And so to me, the best way to lead is to listen. And that's, active listening, hearing people's problems, communicating, like I mentioned, having that responsiveness, and don't be so caught up in yourself and your own day-to-day and your own person that you don't take a second to just stop and listen and be like, hold on, what's going on here? Am I paying attention to, to what's going on here? Why is everyone stressed out? Why is everything going wrong right now? Maybe I need to do something to fix this. So, by listening, you can help figure out those problems and stay ahead of those. So, yeah, I don't know if that's a piece of advice or not, but that's what I got.
0: No, trust me. Trust me. It is. I mean, I, you know, I've always said, you know, the, the best way to sell is just to listen, you know, even, but you're, you're absolutely right. Whether it's your, your realtor partners, title partners, and more importantly, your borrowers, if you just kind of listen to what they say, you will lead them down the right path. Yeah. So, no, this is this is great, Tyler. I I I really really appreciate your time here. Um, uh, you know we're all extremely busy right now, and uh, the fact that you you know you're able to take out time out of your day to help the community to to help push the message out there and and what you do for AIM as well. I mean, I really really appreciate your help.
1: Of course, happy to help. Um, AIM has been huge in our success, so just returning the favor, honestly. And um, anyone listening or watching this, feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions or want to run anything by me or follow-ups to this, happy to discuss that or throw up a post on Brokers or Better so everybody can see it and we can all chime in. Again, kind of that group collaboration, like I mentioned earlier. So, yeah, thanks again for having me. Uh, See, I, back
0: closing some loans, <laughs> and I absolutely <laughs> love hearing that because as I've always told everyone about AIM, I, my most favorite thing about AIM uh, since its inception has been the support that I think that we give each other. It's yeah. uh, and and you just doing that right there, you know. And I know you genuinely mean that. That means a lot. So, once again, Tyler, thank you, and and everyone, you know, thanks for joining us today, uh, brokers. If you want to get caught up on all of our, our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com. Uh, backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all the broker to broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else where you can download podcasts. So I want everyone to do me a favor, please. Um, and this is also a favor to Tyler because he he killed it today for us. Is go ahead, go download the podcast, or I should say subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. Um, it helps us get the podcast out there and spreads the word that brokers are better. So Tyler, once again, for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Spread the word about the Brokers Are Better movement by wearing our t-shirts. Head over to aimgroup.com to buy your Brokers Are Better t-shirts and
1: find lots of other items perfect for yourself, your team, and your community.